you do your roux in a microwave. This gut is beautiful and it's full of gumbo. Nick Saban puts tomatoes in his gumbo. Welcome to the Gumbo Show. Gumbo is a way of life. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Gumbo Show, a show devoted to Louisiana's perfect food, the bowl of gumbo. As always, your host here, the Larry, Moe, and Curly of the culinary world. I'm maybe Larry? Am I Curly? Am I? No, I'm not Curly. I don't know. But anyway, my real name's Feynman Roberts. I'm here in Mandeville. I'm joined, as always, by Brent Barksdale in northern Texas and Dave Huguenel there in northern Virginia. What's happening, fellas? What's going on? Living. The- <clears throat> oh, wow. Lost that one. Living the dream. Doing great, obviously, Wait as you can tell. Way to screw up the entire show in the very first beginning. Just kidding. Let's keep going. Um, Curly, that's funny. (coughs) Well, (laughs) it's early. Um, So uh, for this episode, fellas, as we talked about, we've done 12 episodes of the Shumbo. Shumbo. That's what we should call it. It's a Shumbo. We're having a good one today. Hashtag Uh, Shumbo. Hashtag Put that on your Shumbo. awesome Twitter account. <laughs> That's it. I think it's the I, Gumbo Show ma- mascot is Shumbo. Sh- Shumbo. <laughs> I do like that. <laughs> it's just a, a bowl with some legs coming out and a real goofy face. It'll probably be the, the mascot when Louisiana eventually hosts the Olympics. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Shumbo. <laughs> Shumbo. <laughs> so, uh, you, you go to like you go to like a like, like a like a dollar store version of SeaWorld. You go to see Shumbo. Shumbo. Shumbo is a trained link of Andouille sausage that jumps through hoops on a trainer's <laughs> command. All right. Shumbo. Hashtag uh, Shumbo. What, what Hashtag, were we talking about? What are we doing? I don't know. I think Hashtag famous. Shumbo. Well, to, as I was saying, back before we got derailed talking about Shumbo, the trained Andouille sausage that you can see at Shumbo World. Um, We've been doing this show now. We've done 12 episodes. We've you the two three of us have been working on this for probably what three, four months now, pretty steadily. Uh, we've got a good social media following. Our Instagram is great. I think it's safe to say that in these three to four months that we've been working on it, we have learned and thought and talked and maybe even eaten, especially in my case, more gumbo than in any similar period before in our life. And and all of us are veteran gumbo lovers who spent our entire lives uh, putting bowls uh, to our lips. But I've learned so much over the last few months, and I know you guys too. And so I thought today we would kind of revisit some of the greatest hits of what we've learned. So who wants to go first and share something that blew their mind that they'd never thought of before uh, from one of our earlier guests or one of our earlier shows? Yeah, Brent. I'll go. Well, I mean, last episode alone, we had Amy Sins, Chef Amy Sins from New Orleans on, and she had a tip where you literally take the skimmed fat off the top of your gumbo when you're skimming that that fat, to, uh, you know, to make your gumbo a little healthier. You skim it off the top as you simmer it. She said, save that. Normally, I don't save it. I throw it away. Save it. And then next time you're cooking vegetables or whatever. I would definitely do vegetables to make them more uh, flavorful, but you put that, you cook with it. You basically cook with it. And um, I'm going to try it. It's not going to make my life any healthier, but it's going to be tastier. And I have to pose the question and maybe she's listening and she can, or maybe I sent her a text. If you took that skimmed fat 
and add to that with your vegetable oil while you're making a roux, add that with your flour, does that make your gumbo better? Because your roux starts out even tastier. I, I think know. that might break the universe if you made your <laughs> roux with a roux. Right. It's like, it's, like, it's, like, it's like crossing the streams. <laughs> it it's going to like re all the particles in our bodies are going to go in the other direction or whatever uh, it was. It is, is a great question. And I will say just, just as a companion to that, and I think we'll probably also talk about um, some of the other things we've learned, but one of our guests also mentioned making their stock with stock. Yes. And so it's a double stock. And so, right. I've made gumbo tons of times and I always just make it like I like it. I haven't really thought about these ways to kind of intensify that oh, gumbo yeah. flavor, like making double stock. I never really thought about that or saving that fat and then cooking with it again. Those are things that I've never thought about. And now I can't wait I to try. In and my mixing the stock, seafood stock with your chicken stock. That's right. That was the Which, Creole Cajun queen. Yes. I mean, can you imagine our gumbo in about two months, how good it's going to be? I mean, I can't wait. It's going to take, you know, a lot more time and effort and energy, but it'll pay off. Well, everybody I know in South Louisiana loves a big bowl of delicious gumbo right in the middle of June. So I can't wait <laughs> to give them a great bowl of gumbo in two months and be like, here, take this warm, hearty comfort food. I, yes, I know it's 96 degrees outside. Dave, it's okay. what about you? What you got? Yeah, you know, my favorite one, and I've actually used this the last time I made it, was Jonathan Perry's uh, advice on using honey to yeah. just kind of like give it this like sort of sweet aftertaste. Uh, you know, I think I'm definitely going to do it again. I don't think I put enough honey uh, when I made my last pot, but uh, I just think it's a it's a clever idea. It just adds like another another layer of flavor there. Pretty soon, Dave's yes. just going to be emptying half a bottle of honey on right. the top on top of sweeter. Yeah, I've tried it. It's 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 pretty good. It is. Like it. It's a good trick. I will tell you guys that one of the things that I have to admit, I came into the show with one opinion and I have sort of walked it back a little bit. And although I'm not, I'm not all the way converted, but is the tomatoes. I knew it. Like I knew looking, it. looking at the history of gumbo with uh, Brett Berry back in one of the early episodes when he was talking about that made me think. And so I did a little research and I was thinking about it. And that's fine. And then a couple of times recently, I have actually had not a, I don't want a chunk of tomato in my gumbo, right. but maybe a little bit of tomato. And then if you remember, um, and I'm not sure if Brent, you were on in this one, but the gumbo boy or gumbo bois yeah. from Duluth, uh, Robert Lee, who makes mm -hmm. it up there, he says he doesn't add any tomatoes, but he does put just a little bit of tomato paste in his right. gumbo just to brighten it up a little bit. So I'm I'm gonna back down from my sort of Spanish Inquisition level heresy calling on the people who put tomatoes in their gumbo. I'm not putting tomatoes in mine, but hey, I'm taking a a live and let live. And if it tastes delicious in the spoon, then I'm not gonna complain if there's a little bit of tomato in the gumbo. Yeah. Let's just hope Brett Berry never hears this episode. He's I mean, already got a big head. And I will not tell him this is this conversation's happening. I'm, so. I'm, I'm going to stay in the corner of, of no tomatoes and gumbo. I mean, one, I want the internet to like me because I'm, I'm responsible <laughs> for putting all the content up. And, and good Lord, they, except they have for Twitter, except there. for Twitter. Yeah, yeah, That's except for Twitter. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't go to that. To I don't that even know who does place. that Twitter. I don't know. Yeah, no, nobody, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Twitter. 
Um, yeah. I wrote but, that down as something to talk about as our highlights, Twitter, or is yeah, that the lowlights, Twitter. the Twitter bomb? <laughs> um, but, you know, probably the, the biggest thing that's been the biggest change for me since we started the show is ha- people reaching out to me, asking me for my gumbo recipe personally, you know, friends and even strangers, like they listen to the show, you know, just, you know, message me on Instagram or whatever it is. And yeah, it keeps reminding me of like that, uh, that Spider-Man quote, like with, uh, with great power comes great responsibility, you know, prior to the podcast, like I didn't, I didn't feel like I had to like worry about my gumbo recipe. It didn't have to be perfect as long as I liked it. Now, like whenever I send this thing out, I have to like spot check it and make sure that like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm guiding people down the right path because for a lot of these folks, this is the first time they're eating gumbo or the first time they're cooking it. So, uh, you know, I'm the, the idea that, you know, they are tasting a piece of Louisiana because of, of this little podcast is uh, yep. kind of crazy. That's I've right. Dave. Several people. Yep. With great power comes great responsibility. And I, for one, plan to squander that responsibility wholeheartedly. <laughs> Uh, Brent, you got something else that, uh, well, one of the highlights is our gumbo memes. Um, people seem to love memes. I think it's the future of the internet that we have now, uh, or we're on the wave and, and I think we're almost leading now. Now Dave is, I think he's going to dedicate the next two hours of his day to creating more, uh, for this upcoming, you know, two to three week period. Uh, they come in waves. So, uh, Dave, I'm hoping you're going to load us up with some more. I have to get inspired. I mean, two things that I've learned about making memes for, uh, for our social channels. One is Disney will never sponsor this show. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We're going to have to eat a bowl of crow gumbo when we have our own cooking show on Disney plus. Right. Right. I mean, it's, it's, it's going to, we're going to, it's going to be like, you know, Spotify just erased a bunch of Joe Rogan episodes. There's going to be the secret lost episodes of the gumbo show. But the good news is the good news is that if we're doing a a Disney gumbo show, that crow is probably in their recipe, right? They don't know how to cook it. (laughs) So it'll be fine. Uh, I I think the second thing I've learned is that, you know, I I remember when we started talking about making gumbo memes, I was like, Oh, I could probably make like two or three that are funny. Um, but we've probably made like 20 something, maybe 30 something memes that we put up. And yeah. it's just, it, it's funny. And, and it's not necessarily because I am that clever. It's more that there is such a large conversation about gumbo, right? Like one, like one little bowl of food, you can go, you can take it like 40 different directions in terms of like how to talk about it. Uh, you know, I never thought that I could create so much content or this show could create so much content over, you know, some liquid and some meat and some rice. Or or yeah. potato salad if you're that type of type of person. <laughs> gumbo is it's it's is like a pretty straightforward dish, right? But everybody makes it their own way. Everybody has their own little tricks, and everybody loves to talk about it. And then everybody loves to laugh at other types, like people yeah. who do it wrong, uh-huh. like like Disney, for instance, <laughs> <laughs> or well, people who put corn right. in the gumbo. Uh, the corn. Now that part that sparked some discussion. We posted that the the corn I got in my gumbo out that's here. A, I, if you call that discussion, I think yeah, that that universal hatred. Yeah, um, now it's pretty intense. The no. the um, online mob definitely had the torches and pitchforks out. Yeah. But I've been surprised. So uh, because I'm in Texas, I encountered more interesting gumbo than you, Feynman. And one that we posted a photo of was the. Uh, gumbo that came the lunch special was gumbo with a side of egg rolls 
And I would say 90% positive response. They're like, yeah, I could do that. The question is, do you dip it in the gumbo or do you dip it in the sauce that it came with? And that I was did the both. first I did thing both. I thought. Well, when I yeah. saw that, I was like, if I if I was eating that, I would be dipping my egg roll into the gumbo and just getting like all that gumbo juice like in yeah. the egg roll itself. Mm-hmm. Probably Although can. a lot a lot of people wondered too if it was a like a Cajun egg roll, like if it, had, it was like a crawfish no. egg roll, or no. but it was just a straight Chinese food egg roll, right? Yeah, because they serve that as well. It's a seafood restaurant, but it has uh, Chinese food with it. So just because the you know the family that owns it is uh they own a couple restaurants in the area and this is in um port lavaca texas near victoria you know below houston um but yeah they have egg rolls they have fried rice and then they have seafood and they have gumbo um i don't think they had etouffee and things like that but gumbo was like one of their attempts to be traditional cajun i guess but the seafood gumbo was pretty good the egg roll was really good and then uh, once you dip in the gumbo boom even better so it's like and then online, a, people liked it. You're a fusion restaurant right there, man. You're just, uh, I know. just dipping the egg roll in the gumbo. Yeah, it was um, good. I, uh, for what it's worth, I learned from, uh, I think our very first episode in McNulty to go try Broad and Banks seafood uh, gumbo in New Orleans, which, and from you guys, I learned about shortstop from, from Dave, which was great. And also Southside Cafe in Slidell. So for, you know, for me here in South Louisiana, just like, I still haven't, tr- there's so many gumbos I haven't tried yet that people are like, oh, you got to try this gumbo. You got to try this gumbo. I'm going to be on the, I'll definitely be on the South Shore a couple of days this week. So there will be some gumbo stops in my future. But uh, that's been one of the great things. It's just getting recommendations from you guys. And from, from like you said, like tons of other people. I, and you, you brought this up a, a little bit earlier, Dave, but the people who I see out in the course of my regular day job who are like, Hey, let's talk about gumbo for a minute. So I have to get, <laughs> I have to get gumbo talk out of the way before we can get to business. Right. Uh, which I generally don't mind. And they're like, Oh, you got to try this gumbo. You got to go try this, this gumbo. Um, one person recommended to me a place on veterans called the store. Great, great, nice dark roux gumbo. So that's been one of the, just one of the great things is, is how many great gumbos there are out there. For sure. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> now, one of the things I learned, I definitely did not know before we started this podcast. I didn't even know this was a, a couple of weeks ago. It's like, it's made me like question, like if I'm actually like Cajun or not, is my brother-in-law sent over a picture of his gumbo that had a boiled egg in it. And never in my life have I ever seen boiled eggs in gumbo. So I was like, all right, you know, my brother-in-law is weird. That's fine. Like, no, no big deal. No big deal. I'll post this on the internet and people are going to make fun of it. And like, I'll get to laugh at him. It's great. Post on the internet and everyone's like, oh yeah. Like, you know, you know, my papa used to put, you know, do that with it. And like so many people were like, oh yeah, that's definitely a thing. I was like, oh wow, this is something maybe I've got to try next time I'm down there. Cause it just seems so weird to me. You're the, the picture you posted was an egg still in the shell. Correct. Was it still in the shell? Uh, no, no, it was just a boiled egg just, in a okay. in a gumbo. It had been, but it had been shelled because I've seen the gumbo served with like a boiled egg that's been halved, right? And I think that it's almost like a garnish, is what I always just assume because you get that that stark white with that yellow for the yolk. But I don't know that I've ever actually eaten it. But not, I mean, boiled eggs are great in everything. Uh, they just yeah. take on whatever the flavor is around them. So. And we obviously do boiled eggs and crawfish all the time. So I would absolutely eat a boiled egg uh, in the gumbo. Though the Twitter responses ran two to one against. 
And I mean that literally. They ran two to <laughs> two one to because one. <laughs> we, we had three three Twitter responses. Wow. I think it was me, you, and Dave. That... It was me and you. I, well, I posted it. You definitely replied. So it's funny. Anyway, yeah. Yeah, I've never what had else? a bull egg in my gumbo. But we're not technically Cajun. I mean, I'm from Baton Rouge. You're from Baton Rouge, famous. And then mm-hmm. you know, Dave's close, Metairie. I guess. I don't know. Um, I, I don't know what I am anymore. That's the point. I don't. I know. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. we talked and we talked on some of the shows, like with the Creole Cajun Queen. We talked about the differences between Creole and Cajun gumbo and, and Brett Anderson, uh, the New York times food writer talked a lot about the different styles of gumbo. He tried new Orleans moving through the river parishes and then on the Bayou parish at like Terrebonne parish. And then all the way over into the heart of Acadiana, you're going to get different styles of gumbo. I mean, uh, Jonathan Perry also talked about that. So you're going to get that Creole to Cajun sort of evolution uh, mm-hmm. in the gumbo. And I mean, last week, chef Amy Sins called herself a prairie cage and not a, uh, right. Not a Bayou Cajun. So she, even she was talking about the differences between, between the two, like putting rabbit in there and stuff like that. I think the best part of the show so far is our guest. I mean, we've had, uh, award winning. What is it? Um, uh, James Beard award winning yeah. writers. We've had right. the Times Picayune food writer. We've had Chef Amy Sins. We've had a judge. We've had uh, a bar owner in Texas who in several bars, but uh, we've had people from all over the country in different. Um, so, I mean, it's almost a legitimate show. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's, it's a great thing, right? I mean, is, is people up and down Louisiana and especially expats, we've had people making gumbo from here in Texas, in Minnesota, Minnesota, you know, trying to trying to bring those flavors. I mean, Dave's trying to trying to make gumbo, you know, in Northern Virginia, trying to find the ingredients, trying to find good gumbos, that sort of stuff. It's it's been an eye opening experience how much people like look back to to that in uh, even when they leave when yep. they when they go somewhere else. So if you want to wrap this up, you could, what's your favorite episode, Feynman, or your favorite tip or your favorite moment so far? Man, I, you know, I look so at many. the episodes like I look at my children. Uh, <laughs> they're all my favorite, <laughs> except, no, uh, except for the ones I don't like. No, uh, I, I mean, I've learned so much in all of the episodes. It. I, it's, it was great. They've, all the guests have been great. Um, I've learned about like different things. Like Dave was the first person I talked to that did a, a microwave roux. Uh, I did know about the oven roux, but I didn't really know about dry roux. And at some point we're going to have a big episode on roux and we're going to talk about all this stuff. Um, I mean, every episode has been, has been fun for me to do. So yeah, I just uh, like I that. that I've learned a, a lot. Yeah. So, I just learned a lot. Go ahead, Dave. That's, that's the other thing I want to wrap up on is when we started this podcast, you guys were ready to just rib me every single episode on my microwave roux. And I have stuck my neck out and asked every single guest about the microwave roux. And each of them has, have been like, Oh yeah, that's a great idea. Or yeah, I know somebody that does that. So, <laughs> you know, you guys thought it was so good. Like you made it the hook to like our, the intro for our show. And yet here we are. Maybe they're just, they want to be nice to you since I, you're a I host. Think, you're a host. I think they're just telling the truth. They're, they're yeah. spitting honesty. Well, to her, well I'm her. just glad we found Adam C. Eats and I can look at his Instagram account every day because the the photos, I mean, the even the non-gumbo photos, the crab teeny he posted the other day. Uh, I mean, his, his Instagram is great. So I'm just glad we found him. That's sure. one of my favorite things. All the different guests and all the, the new things I've learned. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, 
it's been an educational and fun experience. I, I hope you guys have had as much fun as I've had with it. And we've got a great, a great like second dozen episodes coming up. We got a bunch of great things we're going to be doing. We are going to be uh, uh, this is maybe not for the next dozen episodes, but later in the year, we're going to, the gumbo show is going to hit the road and uh, we're going to broadcast yep. from some places mm-hmm. and do some, uh, some different things going to maybe from Cajun country from yeah. a gumbo competition, which I think we will all probably gain a significant amount of weight and wisdom. Yes. That's what yes. we'll look at it. It's wisdom. Uh-huh. Yeah. We'll be in. down there. Uh, but, and also we're going to be, um, our goal is to be tailgating this year if it's legal and they're letting uh, folks tailgate, which I think they will be. So if anybody has a good spot for us, I've already, I've identified one, but I just started. So if we could identify uh, the biggest and baddest uh, sponsored by Disney tailgating spot in LSU game. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, let us know. I think we're, we're kind of eyeing the, the Auburn game. So we'll see. I think, I think Tiger Stadium is less a Disney place and more sort of a showtime after dark kind of place, you know, <laughs> uh, if they're playing get- neck. If we can actually get Disney as a sponsor, like I'll do a live episode dressed up as a little mermaid. How about that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we don't want to lose viewers. Uh, do we have viewers? No, we have yeah. uh, listeners. So are you listening, fine. Bob Iger? Please, yeah. please call us. Give us a sponsorship just so we can see Dave I'll, dressed I'll as an Ariel. Ariel. I'll, I'll sing like a whole new world, like as our as like our gumbo <laughs> intro. <laughs> All right. Uh, that's on, on that note. Bring us home. That is right. That is recorded. So that cannot be undone, Dave, just to let you know. So with that, we'll wrap up this episode of the Gumbo Show. As always, hit us up on our socials. We are on Instagram at Da Gumbo Show. That's D-A Gumbo Show. We are on Facebook too. Just search for The Gumbo Show on Facebook. Come, We post a lot of great stuff on those two uh, social medias. And then we're also on Twitter where we post occasionally, uh, sporadically, and occasionally. Please follow us on Twitter, please. Mediocre content Please. um so no we're on twitter at gumbo show on twitter and we also have a website uh at gumboshow.us hit us up on there let us know who we need to talk to what we need to try if it's honey in the gumbo if it's a boiled egg if it's double stock or triple roux or you have some secret that we all need to know let us know because we'd love to know about it and then that will do it for this episode so until next time Thanks so much for joining us, and may your ruse be dark and your bowls be full. Mm-hmm.